This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rótano, bota velocidade, bota saúde, bota força. Vem trazendo o pintão, golaço! Golaço de Rótano! Gol! Gol do Aston Villa! Usually, every time he finished a song, he'd get on a payphone wherever he was in the country and call me and wake me up and so like he lay the phone down and start playing his guitar you know and that's how i heard this song the first time i always thought this was a real pretty one it's called uh, my old man Straight through the middle at the moment, he's still going forward, takes a little nudge, he's still going down, he's still going, he's goal! What a goal! What a goal! What a goal! And what a goal again! He's not going to score a better goal than that if he leaves to be a million years old! He took it inside his own half! He ran, he ran, he ran, he slots it in, he's halfway to Mosley, it's 4-2 to Aston Villa, Alan Hutton with a worldie! Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast show. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com, and I'm actually in Mosley. This is recorded in Mosley, and still waiting for Alan Hutton. He was meant to be halfway, but he was meant to be the guest, but he hasn't made it yet. So making up for his tardiness, Dan Rogers of the TheVillaUnderground.com and Chris Budd. Welcome, gentlemen. Smogometer Hello. level 10, engage. How's the vibes? They're all right. Smug. What, what did I say? What did I say? Routine three points. I was more concerned about Forest. Yeah. Listen, the, the iPhone wasn't invented the last time these people beat us. I mean, think how long we were still... Had we discovered fire then? I'm not sure what... 
the wheel. So this show is just, let's say, just a straight-up quick freeform reaction to the 4-2 win at Villa Park against uh, some mid-table team. I forgot what they're called. That lot, as we call them. But the first thing on the agenda, and, and we have to get this out of the way, mm. I think he wasted enough of our time uh, in the last podcast show talking about his first goal stats and how that determined the game. I mean, didn't know, really yeah. play out for you, did it, bud? Mm. <laughs> first time in how many years that hasn't happened? It must have been an omen. Yeah, I think, what a good uh, luck charm I was. What a Chris, good luck charm. Chris cash out bud, I think is how we'll call you. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Villa, soon flip your stat and uh, throw it back in your face. Thank you very much, Villa. They'd obviously been listening. (laughs) Because on 29 minutes, I was depressed. I was like, oh, no, I've tempted fate. Just before we get into the show, uh, I was listening to the uh, the last show, which I'd stayed up till four o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, and then I had to get up at 6am, uh, uh, more of that in a second. But you mentioned, Dan, uh, you'd obviously been missing and mm. meditating, preparing for this derby, and you, you uh-huh. mentioned you'd been watching some tantric videos, but I think I cut you off when you were about to say what these videos were of. <laughs> <laughs> you've, well, you've broadsided me there, sir. Uh <laughs> and I, and I well, thought I, I can't let that one go. I, I, I must well, get the, to the bottom of this. What it was, I was in, I was in deep tantric, very deep, tantric. deep tantric thought. And what I saw was a man in tartan, drenched in iron brew, advancing from deep, deep within his own half in a samba style, samba cafuesque style. And what none of us expected was that he would unleash fury fury upon the opposition what a fine i'm so night. glad the uh, the villa fan barlow in brazil is his uh, twitter tag a uh, villa in exile in brazil put up on twitter and tagged me in uh, the actual brazilian commentary to hutton's goal which is absolutely majestic by the way first rate as you heard at the top of the show uh, where we played it it's uh, it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing it, it sure beats west midlands and they're halfway to mosley well you can you can keep your your boca juniors river river plat bloody thing can't you really because this <laughs> topped it i mean that was practically throwing around i don't know a few bean bags in comparison to what we saw on uh, on Sunday uh, lunchtime, wasn't it? Well, we actually got to see some football. Yeah, they didn't actually play, though, did they? It was cancelled <laughs> twice. Still, they still haven't played at the time we were twice recording. or whatever. Did, you, did, you, did anyone see some, some guy lurking on a balcony to the, to the right of the whole end? I did. <laughs> Looking down on everyone. <laughs> to give you some context, uh, so I, was, I, I needed to get that bloody podcast out because uh, I think we were delayed uh, recording it. And I got the one before that out, and then uh, so it was like the night before, and I thought, shall I just leave it? But because it was the Blues Derby, and it was actually a, a good podcast, very kind of funny, uh, I decided to go for it and uh, left myself with like one hour's sleep because I had to get up at uh, six to. Uh, it's part of this West Midlands Police Independent Advisory Group where uh, every month I've got to meet uh, within this group uh, the police, which is. Their uh, tally-ho station is kind of around the corner here uh, from Mosley. Tally-ho! Tally-ho! From Mosley. So you get to, you know, question them and, uh, you know, they tell you what their plans are for various games or whatever and problems they've had. And, you know, it's, it's actually pretty 
informative and it's the only time you can actually challenge and argue uh, with the police without getting uh, arrested. So uh, <laughs> it's, it has its pluses. <laughs> They're putting on a rendition flight to Poland somewhere, <laughs> allegedly. So anyway, so I thought, well, yeah, let's uh, let's 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 do the Blues uh, Villa derby because uh, if you want an experience, let's go and see policing at a football game. Uh, you know, one of the most most notorious games in the country, and also one of the biggest policing events in terms of the West Midlands. So I got to see the full briefing, which is see so there with one hour sleep, feeling quite. Uh, <laughs> hallucinogenic and then suddenly you're in this like hall room with uh, over 450 policemen and a big christmas tree all the policemen in their fluorescent coats <laughs> they have all the horses at the back just looking at <laughs> yeah the dogs are at the front for the briefing <laughs> Going everywhere horses are at the back as well uh, it's, it's a bit like a, i don't know like a scene out of starship troopers film <laughs> Where they're giving it the uh, well, actually, I mean to to be fair, uh, it's not as like chest beating as Starship Troopers. You know, let's shoot some aliens oh. and crack some skulls and all that kind of stuff. It's more like this is not our event. You know, it's uh, it's Aston Villa's event, and they're really there just to ob- observe and make sure everything uh, goes tickety boo, so to speak. Like UN peacekeepers, really, aren't they? And play with their drones. But it is that, yeah. I, mean, I think that's. <laughs> I think I don't know if that's evolved over time because you always got the impression that it was the police getting involved and uh, you know they were the I was going to say troublemakers but uh, I mean most of the time to be honest it's the stewards and that's what uh, obviously supporters and the police kind of say and you know that's all down to training and these agencies these third parties uh, I'm sorry not stewards of the actual club but the the, the third party ones that they actually draft mm. in from these agencies that have minimal training and you know some of them are just kids and you know it's, it's all right being an agency staff at a music festival but a, a football game you know never mind a derby game is a different kettle of fish so most of the time we were standing behind the iron wall and, and the police cordon the police fan cordon and basically watching the blues fans coming in and we had uh, one of the top uh, top cabbage experts there. I top heard. cabbage expert. Well, he's he, he's one of the top football police guys. who's actually a, a Blues fan, funny enough. Although he's kind of waning in what? The, waning in recent years. So I was there with actually two Baggies fans, uh, also from oh this independent uh, advisory group. So we we're watching the Blues guys come in, and a few of them, you know, were because he had the intel in his ear. So. Uh, you know, access to everything that was happening. But there, it was a bit of a dead day in terms of uh, aggro. I mean, they spotted some, let's say, high-risk blues fans who had... Red cabbages. ...obviously managed to get some uh, tickets from uh, somewhere. I think some uh, blues fans had snuck in in a different way and, you know, posing as home fans and, I think, ran down the, the whole ten steps and punched a few fans and then, you know, disappeared into the... Uh, into Not the, the most subtle wilderness. approach. No, I don't know if they're just like copying what you know Millwall did. Uh, although they got there like the crack of dawn just to pose for a bloody photo, just to be insta yeah. insta famous. But yeah, no, that I mean the only highlight that I saw was uh, you got that divided police fans, and uh, they had a perimeter search so blues fans would come up this road and they'd be set out so they'd get searched en route before they even uh, got to the ground and after the actual search some villa fans started walking past and they started like goading the blues fans and sing- singing to them and, and this lad just held up a cabbage in defiance he pulled out a cabbage <laughs> from his coat and held it up in defiance so he'd obviously got it through the bloody search and, and pat down and everything How did he get a cabbage through it? But, was he wearing it as his face <laughs> And he had it 
<laughs> Pull this tracksuit. Well, he probably said, "This is my, <laughs> this is my uh, sister, or this is my brother, or something," and smuggled it through. But, uh, but yeah, because he was holding it in the air. Uh, to, he, he, I mean, that was his rookie mistake. Because suddenly, stewards yeah. were all over him, trying to rip this cabbage out of his hand. But you know, fair enough attempt. But obviously, uh, you have to. You know, so many flares got through. Smoke, smokies, should I say? Yeah, a ridiculous amount when they scored the yeah, first goal, and, wasn't it? Uh, that cabbage, six went cabbage got through, and it would have got through if if he resisted the temptation. But anyway, so uh, so I ended up uh, there's if you're in that corner of uh, where the uh, Witten Lane stand is and the Holtz, as fans will know, there's like that there's a communication centre which is basically the, the I think it's the second level is the club's security and stadium manager are like and the third level there. is the uh, is the podcast control centre now well right? it should be yeah and the third level is where the police uh, have their briefing so uh, so I was in there we we had to wait I don't know for about ten minutes into the game to actually get in which uh, I don't from what I've heard uh, wasn't you know much of a miss and then uh, finally got in there so I was watching it in that booth and uh, you know Blues were kind of in the ascendancy and then I stepped out on that balcony and uh, within a few minutes of being out on that balcony it just went crazy what sort of a vista do you get from there because That's I have great. to say that it's a it's, it's a fantastic viewing spot the view of the Holt is fantastic you you literally like side on let's say mm-hmm. half, you're halfway between the, the upper deck and uh, the lower mm-hmm. Holt and the noise is fantastic. Well, obviously it's Derby, so it's going to be uh, amped up. But the noise yeah, but is the fantastic. The acoustics up there are superb, aren't they? Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was fantastic, and it's almost like uh, if I could have a season to get up here, I'd, I'd put a little table out, <laughs> deck chair, get get the barbecue little out. bar. Oh, good shit with the yeah, barbecue. barbecue up there. No, in the summer it'd be a great spot. I mean, have you seen some of those stadiums? Uh, I think they're in America where they have like swimming pools and you can watch games. <laughs> They've got them in Australia, haven't they, for the cricket? They have a. Are you suggesting that Villa, Sh- Villa Park should have an infinity pool? <laughs> in, <laughs> so in you winter. and I at yeah. 60 minutes can go, look at that Clay and Craig Garden down there. Look at him. Uh, oh, oh, my uh, Long Island iced tea's running low. Chris, Chris Bud, bring me another, toss me another sausage. <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. Get rid of the uh, the police centre. Put them in with the uh, the villa control centre, and then we'll mm. we'll have that. And we'll install an infinity pool up there. There we go. Or a hot tub time machine, so we can go back to the eighties and watch us win the league again in European Cup. I tell you what, would they make an infinity pool at the Holt End in nineteen eighty two? That would. <laughs> anyway, let's get to this game. Uh, so, as I've alluded, uh, the opening uh, salvos, uh, Villa looked a bit ropey, and uh, you thought ah, it's going to be one of those days, and then they went <laughs> went one nil up. But uh, at that point, what what was the uh, what was the mood in your camps? Is Chris still alive? I think it was the. I think. Um, tantric. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Hear me now. I think when the first one went in, you thought, "Oh God, here we go." Because you know, Blues have been on a good run. To be fair, within the last couple of games, I think I always fancied Villa would score before the game, but I also thought Blues would probably score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was two teams who, before the game, clearly showed that they were better going forward than they were in defence and that's kind of how the game played out but we were just sort of slow and you could you could tell quite early on that Blues had a plan and were sticking to it yeah. and it was kind of effective for the first sort of 30 minutes or so but really as soon as they hit the post and within about what three or four minutes they were 2-1 down it was a crazy yeah. period that yeah. defined the game in the end it was it's mental. I think I was on that balcony for five minutes and I'd seen three goals and uh, just madness. Mm. I think it, when that ball struck the post, I mean, it, was a, it was a fierce effort onto the post. It, I, I described it on uh, on my site as like, it almost caused like a resurrection within the Villa, yeah. Villa side. That- yeah, they, they clearly woke up. 
Well, I think it woke us up to the fact that we, we'd, um, I think, rightly opted to go with Whelan. But it, it, I think because of Chester's lack of fitness, it created we were we were very deep, weren't we? And um, it got Hurahan and, and Grealish going, I think. And yeah, finally we got on the front foot, and within, as you say, within was it three minutes, we, we'd completely turned like the game yeah, on yeah. its head, and and Blues were absolutely shell shocked. Because by the sounds of it, uh, yeah. you mentioned Whelan there. By the sounds of it, it it seems that McGinn was fit enough to play, and he wanted to play, but Smith uh, just took the view of, like, well, we've got to play Forest and obviously Middlesbrough this week yeah. as well, so, uh, you know, there's no need to rush and uh, potentially antagonise that injury. I mean, Whelan, Whelan had a good game, I thought, mm. but what you did notice by having him there was, when he's not there, the role that McGinn does bring to the whole dynamic of the team. Absolutely. You know, the, 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 pa- the pace and the drive up the field that he gives you and that sort of snap around the middle of the park, which Whelan could win the ball back, but I wouldn't ever say that Horahan or Greedish yeah. have got that vicious side to their game and McGinn oh. would have given Gardner a torrid time. Mm. That would have been a really good battle to watch, you know, McGinn against Keefton Bell and, and Gardner because I think he would have fancied his chances. I think the way it's panned out, it's, uh, it's good to after the Lord Mayor's show, so to speak, like in the in the example last season, that Wolves game, uh, mm. there was a midweek fixture straight after that actually McGinn yeah. will be uh, arriving into that to give us like a f- fresh impetus. I'd expect Balassi to probably come in as well. Yeah, potentially and, and for that, a doma. Doesn't, doesn't that, that shows a maturity as well because my, my big worry about pulling anyone back into the team, and I think he saw it in Chester's performance, to be honest, and yeah, clearly not fit. We would not have benefited from having a, a McGinn who was perhaps 60-70% fit. Or, I think more, you know, more it would be higher you know, than it, that. Or possibly, or, or carrying something... like if, if he was 60%, that's not fit. Well, I, well, I think Chester did, to be honest. And, and, and I, I think the, the Whelan shows that we've, we've got players in the squad that, that they're not fashionable, they serve a purpose, do a job. But I think when, when the game turned in our favour, we saw what some of the flaws of, of Bruce's thinking, that trying to offload... Adoma, you know, he, he played a massive role in, in turning the game on its head and um, just the first goal as well, that that movement and the way, you know, Hutton contributed to that as well and I think that we what we saw was finally how the squad's starting to galvanise around Smith. There's a, there's a belief there, isn't there, in the players that even though they were a goal down and really they should have been 2-0 down, you, you could just tell within the ground, as soon as we took the lead... As soon as that Grudish goal went in, I was relaxed from then. I thought, mm. we won't lose the game from here. If you were a Blues fan going in at half-time, you'd have been thinking, how on earth are we not ahead here? Because Villa couldn't be that bad again and weren't. Yeah. And we controlled long periods of the game in the second half. We got you know complacent and sort of fucked around with the ball. And I think Smith alluded to that in his post-match comments. It was showboating, showboating wasn't it? Yeah. A bit. And I wouldn't say it was showboating. I think it was just, it was passing without the a purpose. The crowd uh, played into that with the old uh, Olays. Yeah, but I think when we... When we went through the gears, we looked really, really dangerous. I mean, their mm. two fullbacks were there. Yeah, for I the think taking. it's once we 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 started started to get behind them and actually focus on getting it out wide and, and getting down the lines yeah. that uh, they they were suddenly lost against us. And um, obviously, the timing of the goals uh, was was perfect because it neutralised them and mm. then just flipped yeah. the game on its head straight away. I thought it showed that the threat that we do carry as well. Completely, and unlike say the previous game at Derby, where rightfully so, they were probably we were critical of them being quite wasteful in front of goal. Mm. Actually, I thought against Birmingham, they were actually quite clinical. You know, they probably had two shots in the first half, buried them. Then they had the penalty. I think Hurahan had a free kick and a couple mm. of other sort of reasonable chances. But really, for the four goals, we probably only had six or seven yeah. chances. One well, and no better them. illustrated by you know uh, Greedish ghosting in, albeit with terrible marking for that header at the far post. I thought it was a fantastic crossfield ball yeah. from from Adoma, by the way. But 
Yeah. That's not a run and a goal. I don't think that we'd have seen with Grealish making it last season, definitely not earlier part of this season. It's all paying oh. off now, getting him up and making him mm. think about those runs and getting on the, you know, getting Absolutely. on the back shoulder of the fullback uh, and ghosting in and, you know, just playing further up and looking for those runs. And I think the one who would would have got very little credit again was Twan Zabi, who I thought, you know, he was up against Jukovic, who's a handful, and who bullied Chester for most of the game. Che Adams as well. And Twan Zabi was really yeah, composed yeah. all game. I think Twan Zabi looks, looks a superb footballer, doesn't I, he? He's just growing into his role, and now you can see why he was brought in. And he's so composed, he's not mm. phased by this at all. No, not at all. Well, he seems to be such a, a comfortable footballer as well. And, and I'd argue that, I mean, you look at Manchester United's struggles at the moment, he's almost a defensive midfielder. Yeah. That He's got that ball-playing ability, hasn't he? And a, a pace about him and, and positional sense. I, I do think he ca- he's carried Chester for a few games, and I, I, I didn't foresee that bef- earlier on in the season, I have to admit. But in terms of uh, giving um, us a defensive unit that's good enough to... Uh let's say win a lot of those games that are coming up in december mm. which are obviously the you know some of the toughest tests we've faced i think it's good enough because we have the the firepower in midfield now to uh, get cracking i mean smith did say uh, part of his criticism was that we could have scored more goals against birmingham as well i mean the way we're playing there's there's definitely a gear maybe two gears more to come from them yeah, i wouldn't be surprised so. if they put six past somebody pretty quickly yeah, I think what that, what's to come, and it will come, is they will control games more. Mm. I mean, they, they had over seventy percent of the ball, yeah. you know, against the Blues, and that kind of told you know Blues were playing back to front, and la- under Bruce, we know full well it would have been Blues launch it, it comes back, Villa mm. launch it, it would have been an awful game. Now it was two very distinctive, you know, very very different styles of football being played, or well, one style of football and one not football, but. Villa are starting to, to try and control possession, aren't they? And, and uh, it, come, it falls apart every now and then. And what, that was what really the two Blues goals came from. Really poor mistakes of Villa just pissing around We said in the last the podcast that Monk would target Nyland as any sane, sane mm. manager would do. And that was the product of the first goal. Uh, mm. It kind of, there was definitely... Their game, their game plan was set plays, wasn't it? When yeah. it came in, they had a man on him. And uh, I think Nyland, he probably got tugged a bit and you know held. But he was, he also held or pushed off the forward and really if you're a strong commanding keeper you just bulldoze through that and you know you attack the ball you don't just kind yeah. of flounce around and there's still issues there I mean it's it's not going to be solved in a few games if it gets solved at all. and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable no, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself terms and conditions apply five years or 100,000 miles whichever comes first ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology driver's responsibility to stay alert drive safely and control vehicle at all times many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, I think so. And, and the back four as a whole, you know, I think Neil Taylor's come back into the fold and actually I think he's put in a really good shift. I think yeah, he's I probably got more confident and I think he's probably got another gear he can go into. I think the beauty of Taylor, sorry to jump in, is is that we finally remembered that you need natural fullbacks in that position and it's, it, was, it was glaring I think to us and probably most fans that we were messing around in those positions bags of experience and, and though this can this can sound like a I suppose a, back, a backhanded compliment to some degree is that he's a solid 6 or 7 out of 10 every week Taylor I think I don't think he's anything more yeah. but he's, he's a reliable and I, he's got a streak of nasty about him that I quite like is that is that bad? I, I just think that He's oh, always going to put a foot in, and and that that showed. I thought, and that's all he needs to be. No one really wants at, at this there. level mm. to get promoted with the rest of the players that we've got. That's all we. That's all we need. As long as you don't mess mess mm. up at the back. What about the other full back? Uh, because that, that yeah, Brazilian that Brazilian bald headed chap. Did he contribute? Again, anything? dodgy marking uh, on their second goal. I mean, the second goal was poor, wasn't it? Mm. But that was poor all, all round. That was a poor team goal, wasn't it? Not the greatest in marking mm, players that kind of ghost in. <laughs> But then, speaking yeah. of ghosts, uh, it was like the ghost of Diego Maradona suddenly appeared at Villa Park. <laughs> that ball was played through to him, but here's Maradona again. He has Borchaga to his left, and Valdano to his left. He doesn't. He won't need any of them. Oh, you have to say that's magnificent. There is no debate about that goal. That was just pure football genius. I mean, that comparison video, which uh, most of you should have seen, uh, listeners, mm. it is pretty spot on, but the finish is better from Hutton. It's fantastic. It is a better. There's been much hyperbole and, and, and discussion about the goal, but like many other people, that it, as, as it unfolded before you, you, you couldn't help but... I, I, my mouth must have been on the floor in the whole ten, but when that hit the back of the net and the noise, the reverberations, I, I'm struggling to yeah. recall... A louder celebration in, in the whole ten. I can think of greater moments. I it can... was ca- absolute carnage it was by me in the upper. It was fantastic. Carnage. Up on my balcony, I, I saw. <laughs> I spotted him. I spotted him miles away. He calls himself a man of the people on his private balcony with his infinity pool and his caviar no, and his. Wait, it's, it's, it's not caviar territory. It's just. A, it's like a f- corrugated iron fire escape up there. It's. It's, it's not luxury. <laughs> We didn't mean the balcony was made out of uh, caviar, by the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I spotted him over yonder picking up the ball, and then he started to approach. And I think a few other people have said this in the Holt. Uh, your first reaction was, pass, pass, you know, put it out wide, pass, <laughs> pass. pass. And he keeps on going. And he's like, oh, I've got a hot potato here. What do I do with it? Said, pass, pass, pass. The crowd are like, pass. It's a fucking <laughs> obvious pass on. But I think uh, yep. I might have to watch it again to see this detail. But I'm sure the... Um, the wide man takes away the man to his uh, from Hutton's point yeah. of view to his immediate forward left is Abraham, right is yeah. So to to his right, whoever that is, that probably takes the fullback away it's the to runners, open up the it? space. Yeah. And then he carries, and then mm. the Holt and myself up on my balcony transitioned into <laughs> shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot you bastard. And, he, and then he, he carried on. He still carried on past that, like when you should be shooting. Took on another man, switched it onto his left. Switched onto his left, silence, goal. Ridiculous. Absolutely unbelievable. And I tell you goal. what, f- for a defender, it wasn't a, a swing and a hit. Yeah. It was a really composed, like, 
you know, whipped it in the bottom corner. The goalie was nowhere Weaker near it. as well. And it's that's what's happened after almost a season playing left back. It's it's, it's paid off in the end. So, so uh, I mean, he's a few cultured. weeks ago, we, we debated what, didn't we debate what, what Bruce had done for Villa and what, maybe that's a, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about that. <laughs> well, I, if, if you listen to what uh, Dean Smith said, uh, he said, I had, you have perceptions of players before mm. you join a team. And without saying anything, he kind of hinted that he had a perception of Hutton. And then he said how excellent he's been and how good he's been since he's been at the club. So I think it was like between the lines, he's surprised him, I would say. He surprised me on Sunday. Jesus. From the celebrations, the, the, you know, Grealish got his moment in the first half. But yeah. I can't think of anyone who the crowd were longing to score in a derby game at the Holt End more than Alan Hutton. And Hutton's celebration was absolutely brilliant. If ever there was a moment to uh, enforce safe standing, it was the moment Hutton's goal went in for anybody who went flying in the Holt End. Now, he could have very easily been sent off for celebrating. Yeah, it was a proper bound, wasn't it? Right over the front row. Superb. I was hoping he was going to climb up to the balcony to celebrate instead, but that didn't... Just give you a high really five. Material, like, like they do when they win Wimbledon. They always climb climb up to their <laughs> climb up to their loved one. <laughs> yeah, and a kiss, maybe. Mm. <laughs> that would have been better than jumping into the hole. I'm telling you. Sky Sky TV would have loved that. That was a fantastic but Yeah, moment. it was great. And but he carried on celebrating as he walked back to the centre circle. Mm. It was still he still had his arms yeah. in the air in his own half, didn't well, he? He was fist pumping as the referee brandished a yellow card, so it does look like he's <laughs> celebrating a yellow card feverishly if you, you catch the wrong clip. And speaking of celebrations, I think we can all agree what a great moment Conor Hurahan had that went undetected <laughs> at the time. Absolutely balling in uh, Gary Gardner's <laughs> sorry, Craig Gardner's face when the penalty got I didn't buried. Say that. What a nice little moment that was as well. Yes, he, he gave him a few choice words. I Abraham think. Yeah. buried the penalty and Hurahan's just stood right next to Gardner and just shouted right say? in his face. Happy birthday. Ah, happy it? birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> fatty. Fat, fat head. <laughs> I might add, for Hutton's goal, it was very great to see how appalling Craig Gardner's run back was. For someone who's meant to be a diehard blue nose. But the half yeah, jockey. I thought, it was, I thought it was crap. I mean, even a third of the way before... Out. He didn't even take the yellow card, didn't do anything, did nothing. He spent the whole game moaning. He did. He looked pained, and a pained expression on his face, which was quite enjoyable to watch. Let's not concern ourselves with the the trivialities of such meagre football players. Let's not. Let's talk about Henry Lansbury's hamstrings instead. Oh, what a a hero. (laughs) I actually felt sorry for him, because I thought, good decision, get him on. Because it, it it's again it's it's a it's, it was more of a positive step than just trying to you know put on somebody to shut up shop as we've seen in the past. It was like putting on a mid. Did he came he came from Whelan? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and to be fair to Lansbury, that's a, that's yeah. part of his game, isn't it? You know, he can control the ball when he has the ball at feet. It's it's what he's good at. So yeah, I what I was hoping have, there was he'd have made an to actually get him in back into the fold. So he's uh, so he's an option going forward. You know, in these weeks where we've got to play mm. three games in a week, we've, well, we've got to play six games in uh, a month. So. So it was a bit of a shame to see him go off at that stage, and because mm. um, it's you know you, you're going to win the game, so it's it's easy minutes, isn't it? So in summation, I was kind of disappointed by the Blues in terms of uh, I didn't think they were as good as I expected. Uh, I didn't think Villa were as controlled as I expected, but Dean Smith was you know pr- pretty much said what needed to be said about the performance mm. wasn't all there. But I get the I still yeah. get the impression uh, that we have, as I, I said earlier, we've got gears still to go through, and the test lies ahead throughout December but 
this has to be a springboard onto onto a promotion run. I think it's uh, it's game on now. It's uh, the season has come alive. I think there'll be a few there'll be a few teams above us looking over their shoulder, going, "They look Villa look sort of coming up now." And if we can cut through, uh, you know, we're playing most of the top teams over in the December period. I, you know, I would be amazed if we won all six. Put it that way. But mm. if we get a good haul and we manage to force our way in the top six uh, at the turn of the year, then I think as Dean Smith said, we should be obsessed about finishing in the top two. Yeah, I think that's where the the, the win the win over Blues that it can get buried in the the derby madness and in the build up to it. I think if it had been just another game and, and the way the results went the day before the the derby, that actually we we really needed to yeah. win against the Blues because just to keep pace and that's not you know to take nothing to take nothing away from the victory because it was it was a good win. But uh, it underlines the importance now that we've we've gone past that phase of the season where you win a game and you go up five, six, seven places. Yeah. You know the 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 leagues. We've got to start hunting teams down. This is what December's all about. It's clawing ourselves back Absolutely. into position. Come May, I'm still confident we'll be we'll be right up there. Because I don't think there isn't going to be any teams who are going to fancy coming to Villa Park. Just a quick thanks to uh, the patrons that have been joining uh, in the last few days. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll give you all a shout out in the next proper show. If you haven't joined up yet, please do support the show and website at myomansaid.com. Click on the uh, the Patreon option, or if you're on a mobile device, go to the three lines on the left, which uh, signals the menu to access it. And also you can uh, click on Become a Supporter on the Facebook page as well, which uh, is another way you can pay in pounds that way, so it's a bit more of a cleaner transaction. Anyway, thanks a lot. Oh, and buy the VillaUnderground.com Christmas Jumper, which will be out in three days' time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, if you do that, I will make one. <laughs> so, uh, in summation, how are you feeling for going into December now? Which was a dodgy month Bring it on. last season and potentially cost us uh, automatic. I think we, we go into it this season with real yeah. momentum. The, the only thing I'd say is that we do go into it with more momentum than I thought. The annoying thing is that that Smith has didn't have the benefit of those opening 10, 12 games where you look back now and you think if we were going in with a cushion yeah. where you go into you go into yeah. places like Middlesbrough and Albion where you think Do you know what difficult away game a draws yeah. all right now you're thinking we've got to go and ideally win because we need to keep pace and actually pull a bit yeah. back it puts a bit of extra pressure on Smith actually. I don't know but is is there pressure or not uh, because there's you know there's... I think there absolutely is pressure on him and. I think he knows he's he, he's got to go mm-hmm. up. However, yeah, obviously he does it, that's. I mean, he's not going to get sacked at the end of the season if he doesn't, because he's obviously got no. a caveat that uh, some other guy fucked up the start of the season. But um, yeah, I don't think it's it's not it's not like oh, it's, we must get promoted. The pressure's on, or else he's sacked. It's uh, there's a lot of goodwill, but it's kind of expected. But it's a bonus, if you know what I mean. If that makes any sense, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> that balcony's gone to his head. So I'm just trying to address what you said about pressure. I, I think it's more I think pressure's pressure financial as well. As well. Don't in talking in terms of a football team and their current position, I'm thinking uh, there's a, I, I, rather than pressure, there's excitement of what potentially can do because this team's still learning, mm. and we've we've seen that mm. actually yes, we've said it all along that we have a team where the players potentially, if they're put together as a proper team team. They can do real damage in this league, and we're actually finally seeing uh, the fruits of our uh, prophecy because we've got a manager who's putting it together. And I think a lot of us are potentially licking our lips now to see what could really happen. He seems to speak some sense as well, though, yeah. doesn't he? That even even after the the fact that we went in at half time leading, that 
his post-match comments sort of mirrored what most people were thinking, that he is saying the right things and he's presumably saying these things to the players as well, that where, where standards aren't high enough, where they will let us down at key moments, he seems to be communicating yeah. that to, to the squad. And I think that bodes well that you know, in our preparation... He must be saying the same thing. So going into these big games, we, you were never confident that the players, or it never looked like when the players were coming out after a team talk from Bruce that they were inspired or that they were necessarily you know, even knew what the plan was. I think under, under Smith, there is a very clear plan and, and I think it's the responsibility of the players to put it And he's it still training and coaching them as mm-hmm. they play because it's the second time he's referenced showing players highlights of the goals, both from a defensive point of view and the goals we scored at half time. you know, on, on mm. uh, screens or whatever setup they've got there, so he's watching and coaching them as they're as they're playing. It's almost like they're training sessions. These games in real yeah, time, in real time, because obviously he's got to make up time. He didn't get a preseason with this team, so uh, no. he's kind of playing catch up, but uh, starting to do it effectively. I think that derby game, getting that away, because he hadn't won a, an away game all season uh, as a as a head coach or manager, whatever you want to call it. So that got that monkey off his back. Home home form no problem, and now he's 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 got this team playing. As we joked last week, uh, we certainly do realise we haven't got a you know useless bunch of players. As you know, a lot of fans are quick, oh you know, get rid of all these players are crap. You know, we need to buy more, but that wasn't really the case. They just were not being played to their full potential. And the and the depth of the, the depth of the squad yeah. is starting to show. You know, people coming in when there's, you know when there's injuries, people are slotting in, doing a good job now. They're slotting into a system that works mm. rather than slotting him in and throw him, you know, throwing Glenn Whedon up front or playing yeah. Hutton as a fucking goalkeeper or whatever it's like. I was disappointed People to see that Whelan didn't step roles. up for the penalty in the second half. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah. Oh, I think the whole ground just said, whoa, 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 step away from the ball. <laughs> Hang on. I was the one dissenting voice. <laughs> Smith's all right. We don't want him sacked just yet, Whelan, so just, just step off for this one. <laughs> Although Abraham hit the post. He went in off the post. <laughs> cracking penalty anyway on that note as we uh, go off to uh, watch some tantric videos of Alan Hutton's goal in various languages mm. of commentary in mm. black and white in slow motion it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them goodbye the city is ours my old man said I mean uh, these people that, that, that seem to think they've the pinnacle of watching football is to be in the director's box or something. The balcony is not about that. The balcony is just to be alone on your own, with your own thoughts, <laughs> with isolation. It's, it's like meditative. If you don't like crowds. You've got to get that balcony spot. It's nothing to do with luxury. There's no fucking luxury there. They didn't even have any milk for the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, that frappuccino was just not. It wasn't up to no, it. No, seriously, it's there's, there's no uh, hairs and graces. <laughs> I could have thrown you up a pie. (laughs) Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.